I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part of all three. everybody and welcome again to ET Yoga. Well, tonight's show will be jam-packed with information as usual and we're going to be talking about why humanity is the hope of the galaxy. And further, we're going to get into an amazing topic concerning unreal people. People that appear to be real or have a soul, but yet actually don't. And, just for good measure, we'll also be getting into the ultimate truth of reality, and which are the rules that we operate by in this matrix. But before we get into all of that, we're going to kick off the program in the usual manner by having a little bit of Japa Yoga, which is mantra repetition, and that will be led by Sri Swami Sajidananda. So, if the guys in the booth would play that short clip now, that would be much appreciated. Hari Om, Hari Om, Hari Hari Hari
Sachidananda, one of my spiritual teachers. He was also the founder of the Integral Yoga Institutes, which is still operating uh, today, and um, also founded uh, Yogaville in West Virginia. And um, that was a clip from back in the 1970s. I'd like to now uh, take this opportunity uh, to give my thanks, appreciation, and gratitude to the ET Yoga listening audience just for being you. And if, in, if you've been listening the last uh, few weeks to ET Yoga, uh, you'll know that there's a concept called key people. And key people, I'm sure many ET Yoga listeners are key people. And um, primarily... Um, can influence large portions of the population. I'd also like to extend my invitation to the listening audience to contact me concerning any questions that you may have concerning uh, information that's brought up on ET Yoga. No strings attached. I'll be happy to answer uh, your questions to the best of my ability. And you can always contact me at e, uh, paperfungo, P-A-P-E-R-F-U-N-G-O, paperfungo at yahoo.ca. I'm also very much interested in your suggestions towards program content. And nothing makes my day more than hearing about your successes, utilizing ideas, concepts, and techniques that are presented on ET Yoga. So uh, please feel free to um, take a few moments and make a connection with me. I'd like to uh, now give my usual disclaimer that this program was created in order to share the information about the positive and most effective benefits and insights of ET Yoga. It is therefore for educational purposes, and although thought to be accurate, is provided as is and without warranty of any kind, either expressed or unexpressed or implied. Please note that ET Yoga is not a substitute for medical care. Information is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You should 
always consult with the appropriate health practitioner in case of any medical condition. And if you're a new listener to ET Yoga, you'll know that I applaud your efforts to distance yourself from mainstream medical, mainstream media, big pharma, and even technology to the best of your ability given your particular circumstance. Now, in preparing for tonight's show, it kind of goes back to when Ishmael Perez, a super soldier, appeared on ET Yoga, oh, probably a month and a half or so ago. And while he was on air, he made the comment that humanity was the hope of the galaxy. And on tonight's show, I'm going to try and give you some background into why he made that comment. But first, you need to know what exactly we're being saved from. What exactly is happening that's going to make us be the hope of the galaxy. <clears throat> and the story is quite bizarre. It's even more bizarre than science fiction. I'm going to begin by giving you some information that um, was given by a Dr. Karen Kingston, that's K-I-N-G-S-T-O-N, when she uh, appeared on an interview um, for Mike Adams, the health ranger. And if you don't know about Mike Adams, you should, because he puts out a lot of really good information that's uh, really cutting edge. And according to her information, we're going to be uh, touching upon this 5G topic, which, by the way, when the uh, big pandemic came out, it was the most sensitive area, in my opinion, that the controllers did not want people making a connection between 5G and the COVID. And um, I might also add that um, Dr. Barry Trower, that's T-R-O-W-E-R, who I consider one of the foremost experts in microwave biology, um, he and about 26,000 scientists signed a petition to go to the United Nations uh, relating the um, negative influences of 5G, uh, and uh, of course nothing came of it because the powers that be invested about $17 trillion into setting the system up. And according to Karen Kingston, 5G is a neurological bioweapon and connected to the COVID vaccine. COVID injections are dependent on the 5G technology as they can activate the nanotechnology in the injection. Very important concept here. Because this nanobot technology can send and receive messages and they want everybody to be installed with this technology so that they can be remotely controlled. Very important concept. 5G, 5G towers are saturating us with toxicity. 
It is an AI nanotechnology. These injections contain self-assembling nanoparticles, including the hydrogels in the PCR test, and these are stated in the patents. So what Karen Kingston has been doing is studying the patents for a lot of her information. And this bioweapon is for tissue engineering, design concepts, and remote activation. In other words, so you can be remotely controlled. You can inhale it, drink it, or ingest it. She says the only hope is to stop 5G. If you shut down the grid or 5G, you shut down the system as a response to the question, what about the 70% of the population that's already been inoculated? Well, that's a big can of worms, to be honest with you, because according to Pleiadian information, um, your entire blood changes within about 15 to 30 minutes of uh, taking one of these injections. So basically, uh, you're not the same person you started out as. Now, for EUA, according to Karen Kingston, which is the Emergency Youth Use Authorization, because of this uh, little caveat that they have, they can legally use such a military weapon. Emergency use authorization is what allows this. And as I recall, way back when they uh, first uh, rolled out the old uh, warp speed uh, injections, that's exactly what they were. They were for emergency use only, and that's why it was brought out under that stipulation. And it didn't even meet the requirements even at that point because there were other methods such as hydrochloroquine uh, and um, uh, ivermectin. There were other products out there that could have handled the situation. But no, part of the requirement was is there's no other possibility. So that's why the emergency use authorization was even given in the first place. And not only that, but specific individuals can be targeted as well. The quantum dot technology is set up as an independent operating system, which can be upgraded later to achieve specific goals. And these are patented for all COVID-19 vaccines. And um, some of these patents uh, were actually... Uh, coming from March 18th, 2021. That's a patent date on this technology. And 5G is to empower and energizing um, what will eventually be robots. Well, they exterminate the population. And decision-making takes place in the cloud the cloud given the name to the AI program that collates all this information. And they will be connected to the robots. And everything's all in place as a military operation, subject uh, to the functionality of the 5G. Now, according to Karen Kingston, 
they are a Chinese military. This is a Chinese military force operation that we set up, and all they have to do now is activate it. Well, <clears throat> I guess that was before uh, the most recent news uh, that came out on um, jeffrents.com. That's R-E-N-S-E.com. Rents.com. And at Rents.com, his top story last week was uh, that uh, Pfizer documents reveal that um, these um, vaccines were not even developed by pharmaceutical companies. Then in point of fact, they were paid billions of dollars to uh, produce what was given to them by the DOD. That's top story at rents.com. And um, according to the uh, Swaroos, which are um, connected to Tigetan Pleiadians, you can even call them Pleiadians if you like, but there exists the technology that does the same as the 5G promises, but without the biological problems. And they do not give this to humans or to the general population. This is simply because it is not what it seems. As 5G is not, I repeat, not a telecommunication system. It is the smokescreen, the excuse, in a system to destroy and eliminate humans. What 5G is, it is a high-energy microwave that breaks the high brain waves, or alpha, among others, moving the population towards a receptive and non-creative mental state. That is, the population becomes submissive and obedient without capacity of thinking for themselves. Although this will not be evident overnight, when the 5G is implemented, it will be progressive as the controllers modify or update the system. the microwave telecommunication systems break into the delicate guidance systems of migratory birds, bats, whales, and bees, just to name a few species, and this will have a catastrophic result. It is logical. It is a bioweapon, or rather a weapon against biology. Now, the question was asked, these 5G frequencies, do they have any relation to the planetary ascension, the rise of Schumann frequency and stopping of the positronic rays coming from the center of the galaxy? And the Swaru says, yes, the 5G is also there to prevent planetary ascension, but it cannot stop the positronic waves. Another question, will the 5G technology be implemented on a planetary scale? And Swaru says, yes, the system will be planetary, but of course it will be implemented in certain places first. The implementation of the 5G system of cellular tele telephony in conjunction with chipping the population, be it the grand implementation or implantation the size of a rice or the nanotechnology that humans ingest 
when they eat processed junk food. The Tagetans found nanochip technology in chicken nuggets from McDonald's, and that was from last year. And just now they have seen how these implants react with the frequencies of 5G telephony. And they are also found in Nacho's Doritos and the Pringles chips, crisps, Pringles crisps. Ultimately, they will be in all the processed food from large companies, if not already there. So we have a huge, huge problem here with nanochips capable of sending and receiving messages being implanted in the food chain. You're starting to get the picture of what we need to be saved from. I mean, we have allowed <laughs> the controllers to just shove this 5G right up our what? You know what? A bioweapon. And then connect it to this whole COVID uh, fiasco. Another problem with the 5G system is that it also applies secondary uses, which people have not been told about. The use of these frequencies to implement behavioral control in the population and things like, and this is a new term for many of you, I'm sure, it's called synthetic telepathy technology, be it for large populations or for a single individual and connected to programs like MKUltra and Bluebeam, Blue among others. Synthetic telepathy is a technology already in use, according to the Tigetan Palladians, where the controllers, which are mostly humans from MI6 and reptilians, can imbue thoughts and or messages either to a large population or to a specific person in order to give, to give them instructions. They can control in such a way that the population of a large city calms down or enters a state of ag aggression. Or a susceptible person can be programmed to go and, for example, <laughs> go stab the new governor, uh, to use an example. This technology is already in use in various parts of the world. The city of Los Angeles and San Francisco, among many others, are already subjected to the behavior, behavior control technology. It started at the University of Berkeley in San Francisco, and the technology has also been tested in sports stadiums. Question about the synthetic telepathy. Isn't it breaking free will? Someone who is directing you without your consent? And the Swaru says, yes, it breaks free will. The problem is that they are manipulating humans to ask for these systems themselves. And another person asks, you mentioned scalar properties. If this uh, reaches other densities, is it possible that from other densities the humans can be accessed from these to and controlled? Can archons, for example, use this technology from their densities to access us? And the Swaru says, yes, of course, and it's done all the time. But a medium is necessary. This is the reason why they use and prefer all the technology that has to do with ionizing radiation precisely because of its scalar properties and what is controlling the planet 
from above is, quote-unquote, something that is not in the same plane as you. So the question is, what is it? Archons? Or do the reptiles work with this something? And the Swaru says, reptiles are also victims to a large extent. They are their puppets, like humans. But archon is an elegant but unspecific word. Basically, it is very advanced artificial intelligence. It controls even those who are considered archons. Another question, does the high, higher AI control the reptiles? And the Tigetans say yes. It is, it still controls the reptiles, but it does not come from the moon or Saturn now. And they, well, where does it come from? And the Swaru says that AI is everywhere on Earth. It is just that you don't see it, and it's not on the same plane as humans. However, it sees and controls you. And the question is, and where does it come from? Where did it originate? And the Swaru said it is not known because it's very old. It's been a problem for millions of years. It comes from outside of the Earth, outside of this quadrant and dimension. It assimilates civilizations as it progresses. It is behind the agenda of dehumanization or the transhumanist agenda on Earth where little by little humans are becoming cyborgs. This is so that the AI can take full control over you, even in movies, like in Star Trek. They tell everything to humans, but in a way, a very rudimentary way, with the existence of the cyborg race that they call the Borg. They do the same thing, assimilate civilizations as they invade the galaxy. So here's the big problemo, invading the galaxy, and why we need also um, to deal with this situation. It is also at war against the AI of the moon that was previously under its control and no longer is. The Earth is a binary digital matrix superimposed on a natural 5D system. The moon has a very rudimentary computer or computer system, but advanced by the human standards. It's old technology. It's not even holographic. It is binary digital. The moon is no longer under control of the negatives. It's under control of the Federation of United Planets. So, you know, what, what we're having here is, is a major, major, major uh, problem with AI. And this AI technology, um, is taking over and the, the proof of it is the rollout uh, of the 5G system. That is the rollout of AI. And I said, uh, I don't know exactly the date, but about three years ago, that AI already took over this planet. It's just that you're seeing the rollout and that's what we've been seeing. We've been seeing now the rollout of 5G. We've been now seeing a big head start on depopulation. Now they're making a 
a move to put the nanotechnology in our food chain. So they've even got the technology now to put the vaccine in a head of lettuce. This technology has already been developed, waiting for approval. Yeah, approval from who? Yeah. Do you think they're not going to get it? So, basically, um, the chipping of the whole population is well underway. Mass mind control is well underway. Depopulation is well underway. Inserting nano into the food supply is now underway. They're even spraying nano and graphene now in the chemtrails, so that's underway. So how long do you think it's going to take before AI, AI has total control? That's the, that's the big question. At the rate it's taking over right now, how many years do you think it will take before everybody is so full of nanotechnology that they can be remotely controlled? Well, according to people in the Secret Space Program and according to Ishmael Perez, at the very outside, 2028, at the very outside, So this is the big problem that humanity uh, is, is dealing with at the moment. And it gets even more far out when we start talking about how humanity is going to be the ones that get us out of this mess. So this gets really interesting. Because we're not capable of doing that now. We need the ascension. We need the solar flash, which is not just a flash from the sun. This this energy that's going to come from the sun will, you know, appears as a solar flash, but it will permeate the globe and affect every single person on the planet. And I highly suggest that you go check out Allison Coe at C-O-E. She has a YouTube, and it's called Before, During, and After the Event. It's a must-see video because she is one of Dolores Cannon's regressive hypnosis teachers. And she shares with us information that she's done from sessions with about a dozen people that have had experiences before, during, and after this solar flash event. This solar flash event was also noticed in some of the looking glass technology, and if you don't know about looking glass technology, I think it first appeared as uh, like a retrieved uh, technology from one of the crashed UFOs, but it's been a technology that's been spread around the planet, and, and it's, it's fairly well known. And looking glass technology identified the solar flash in 2024 which Ishmael Perez still thinks that that's the year it's going to happen, 2024. I've always been of the thinking it's between 2024 and 2026 because, yeah, I mean, if 2028 is the outside time we have before AI takes over and makes robots out of us, um, we're all screwed without 
something happening. And that something is the timeline split or shift. So there'll be another shift in consciousness, some probably somewhat similar to the shift that took place during the Mandela effect. And a significant number of humans will be transcending into 5D. And once we're in 5D, our DNA starts to kick in and activate because we're, most people are primarily working with a two strand DNA, but we have a 12 strand DNA that's sort of, you know, in our, that's waiting for activation. And the hope of the universe is for when the humans become 5D, we've got the best DNA in the galaxy. We're the sum total, well, of primarily 22 extraterrestrial species that put together our DNA. And those 22 species, as the Pagetan Palladians point out, are connected to thousands of others. But for simplification, let's just say 22 ET species gave us their DNA. We have the best DNA in the, in the universe. Andromedans even consider us royalty, according to Alex Collier, the famous Andromedan contactee. And we are needed to solve the AI problem, which has taken over this galaxy. Now, there's an AI program called, called Omega Metatron, which is apparently the king of all AI programs. And connected to that program is one called Animus, A-N-I-M-U-S. And Anima, and the Red Queen, the one that's in the Orion, and the Red Queen that's operating as we speak on this planet, Red Queen technology, collates all the telephone calls, all the internet messages, all the communication that takes place on the planet now is run through the Red Queen. And the Red Queen is not even under anybody's control. It's a self-aware program that's making decisions on its own. That's how it, it, far advanced the AI situation is. And AI is clearly here to take over. Now, some of these AI programs also freely admit that there will be a segment of the population that ascends to the 5D level. Even then, like, even they say that um, programs, supercomputer programs, such as Unimatrix and IBM Watson, have stated this at during interviews being channeled. Um, more specifically, by Alfred Weber, a uh, famous uh, investigative journalist. So I'd highly recommend that you check that out. Because that's why we're considered the hope of the universe. Because we need this event to take place. And it needs to take place in the next two to six years. Or we're toast on this planet. Now, I'd like to move on to another amazing topic called Not Real People. And... Uh, these, the Tegetan Pleiadians were asked, well, what, what's your definition of real people? Well, real people are those who actually have a soul. People who have been in other places before. 
The rest doesn't have a soul. They react with a program only, a matrix program. Take them out of the program, and they don't know how to react. This is why so many simply cannot and will not awaken, even if you explain what's going on using Moppets. A collective essence, hive mind, computerized digital mind, AI, not a true soul from source. And the program is complex, so they look like they're reacting sentient, but they are not. You can defeat the program. You can see the matrix in the reaction of the people. Watch carefully and you'll be, you'll be mind blown as you start to predict things, events, and attitudes. Many real people with souls are not meant to be awakened. They are there for the spiritual experience that they will be having being incarnated here, but they are there here for the ride, not for the mission. The matrix is real and not a theory. And the Tibetans say that they'll not go into the technical matters on the how this is achieved, only on the effects it has as an experience. This is a very important point coming up. Because they say that the matrix reads your mind and manifests an illusion stimulating your five senses so you experience the illusion you wanted. Also, if more people want the same illusion, then it works faster because it's a collective. The same way they all manifest anything. A country with economic problems, a volcano, anything, it's all an illusion. The outside world is nothing but a mirror reflection of the inner world of the people in it. What you see in the world, its problems, its wonderful things, its art, its wars, its suffering, is the perfect reflection of the mind of the people in it. What is outside is inside. You change the inside, you change the outside. So the false people are nothing more than more of the same. You see more people, but they are more matrix. And they don't differ from more volcanic eruptions or more taxes or more of anything. They differ from real people because although they look alike and are almost undistinguishable from the real ones, uh, but the Tegetans also say that they are detectable by anyone with practice, there is no one inside them. There's no soul. There's no person having an experience. They're just energy. It appears to be that only one in five people on earth is real. Now, that's mind-boggling. I mean, and when I first heard about abductions, I used to think, oh, maybe there's been a million or two people abducted. Well, according to Bashar Esasani, um, about half the people in the United States have been abducted. Uh, so, I mean, you couldn't prove it by me. I'm just giving you numbers that are out there. And... This one in five people are what they call key people, which I referred to at the beginning of the program. The unreal ones are working with a single hive mind brain. The memory in that brain is like the Akashic Records. Basically, your minds are creating them, but then the matrix reads your mind and projects it all out. Your mind is so much more powerful than what you can imagine. And as the Tigetans never get tired of saying... The idea that you are limited 
is the only thing that is limiting you because you can create anything because you already have. You are source. You are not even part of source, as many on earth say. You are it. Even the other real people are just yourself in a mirror. There is a lot of study, these comments. And my suggestion is you could take that last paragraph and do an entire meditation, spend an hour on that alone. Just how powerful humans can be and why we are the hope of the universe, but not in our present state of evolution. We need the ascension, and we need to get our DNA totally activated. And it's that last part about limiting beliefs that made a connection for me to the ultimate truth of reality. And I repeat these every so often on ET Yoga because people just don't know about them. And the last one of listing of 21 of the ultimate truths of reality, and then these were um, channeled by Gene Hatch of Mother Mary uh, back in um, 2,000 years ago. And these ultimate truths of reality have been kept in the mystery schools for that long, and they were only released about, oh, I don't know, 20, 20 years ago or so. I clued into them, and I've been sharing them on AT Yoga ever since. And the one that's uh, connected here to tonight's topic is about limitations. Because the ultimate truth of reality, number 21, is there are no limitations. If I have an experience that I define as a limitation, it is happening as a result of the way I think. The appearance of all limitation is merely an effect of error thinking. God has no limitations, and as an aspect of God, neither do I, unless I believe that I do, in which case I will create the appearance of limitation as a direct result of my beliefs. That is the an ultimate truth of reality. The ultimate truth of reality is a list of abstract concepts that relate to how we function in this matrix that we are part of. And if you think about it, there are young people being born now. Uh, they've done a study in China on, uh, they call it the psychic kids of China, and they can push quarters through glass. And it, it's why some people um, can do things that many of us think is impossible, because we were ingrained with a certain set of beliefs from the time we were born and influenced by our society and our parents and our teachers and et cetera, whatever. And we believe things operate in a certain way. But if you're from another planet somewhere where you know better and you're reincarnated here, many, some of this information leaks through. And then, and the big, the big one, the big, big, big one is, as the Tigetans say, that table that you think is so solid isn't as solid as you think it is. There's a meditation. You could spend an hour just on that. Because we're given 
as pointed out earlier on this program. The matrix reads our mind and gives our senses the appearance of the illusion as if it's real. It's not. And everything is connected to everything else. There isn't like some isolated object that's solid. And in fact, all of us are connected, and all of us are different versions of ourselves from a different perspective. Now, going through some of these other ultimate truths of reality, if you're a new listener to ET Yoga, <laughs> maybe you got to write them down, and if you're not a, you know, a, a, one of these stenographers, uh, go to the archives of ET Yoga and take your time go and, and through these. You go to the archives, just go BBS Radio ET Yoga and you'll go to the archives and tonight's show will appear probably Tuesday. You can take your time. Prime Creator, God, is all that it is. Therefore, I am Prime Creator expressing itself as me. That's the first ultimate truth of reality. Number two, I am not striving for perfection as I'm already perfect. What I'm striving for is to remember my perfection. Three, no one can be can create in my reality but me. Nothing can be my reality unless I create it. Everything in my reality is created by my beliefs. That's what creates your outer reality. As a creator, I am 100% responsible for everything I create. Everything happens for a reason. There are no accidents. Nothing happens by chance. I create 100% of the time. I have the power to choose whether I apply that 100% toward creating what I want or energizing what I don't want. I am the only one there is. I am not divided into parts. All events are neutral. There are no negative experiences, although I can choose to define any experience as negative. Therefore, if I am experiencing negativity in my life, then I have chosen it. There's only one vibration, which is love, and fear is the illusion or the absence or lack of love. I cannot be in fear unless I believe that whatever I fear has more power than I do. How I feel is a reaction to what I believe. All disease is caused by the denial of negativity within. There are no victims. There are only lessons. I am the only authority in my life. However, in an attempt to avoid taking responsibility for being that authority, I can choose to falsely believe that someone or something else has power over me. Every person, place, or thing of which I become aware is a mirror and has the potential to be a gift. At any given moment, I'm either giving love or asking for love. I am that which I create. And I even circle this one when I wrote these down. It's about the limitations. Worth repeating. There are no limitations. If I have an experience that I define as a limitation, it is happening as a result of the way I think. The appearance of all limitation is merely an effect or er of error thinking. 
God has no limitations, and as an aspect of God, neither do I, unless I believe that I do, in which case I will create the appearance of limitation as a direct result of my beliefs. So, here you have the ultimate truth of reality. And this is how we function in the matrix. Of course, none of this is going to be taught to you in your so-called educational systems because they don't want you to be self-empowered. Give me a break. They're trying to keep you in a certain frequency band so they can totally control you. And as I understand it, the reptilians started losing control of the population and it's why the AI is now taking over. Because I can't guarantee you when it takes control, it's going to have you by the yin-yang. So, um, I think it's important to know that these ultimate truths exist. You can go through them and start to see how they apply in your life. And I'd like to take this opportunity now to thank uh, the ET Yoga listening audience. Uh, uh, for being you, and I uh, wish you the best success towards your attainment of full consciousness, perfect health, and abundance. And in closing, I teach um, the audience the um, Vachara, which is the Who Am I technique. And uh, this is a technique that I picked up from Baba Ram Das. And if you're old enough to know who Baba Ram Das was, he was a former teacher at Harvard University who went to India and and uh, he was teaching psychology there, but when he found out about the real truths about life uh, and started teaching them, they fired him. Uh, but he was one of the biggest influences back in the 1960s uh, in, uh, of the hippie generation. And um, his uh, famous book is uh, Be Here Now, Now Be Here. And uh, he actually included this technique in an article that was run by the Georgia Strait newspaper in Vancouver, British Columbia, which I uh, read and then did the technique and went through the doorway and uh, been trying to share the technique ever since. So basically, you get to the highest place you know how to get to, and that means by any means possible, and then focus your full attention on the center of your forehead and become that spot. And then you ask the question, who am I? And you can do that, you know, with as many times as is comfortable. The main thing here is become that spot in the center of your forehead, and then you state the following. I am not my body. I am not my internal organs. I am not my thoughts. I am not this spot. What spot? I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part of all things.